For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We are grooving here on a Thursday, I believe. I don't know what I think it's Thursday, uh, and uh, actually I know it's Thursday because uh, we have a tradition here on a Thursday. We bring in Brian Munson of Husker Online to get us up to date on the latest in Husker recruiting. And, you know, sometimes there's not a whole lot to talk about. It seems like it's been kind of a busy month. Brian, has it been a bit of a busy month for you this month? Incredibly. I mean, even with the uh, the dead period being here, we're, we're still just hammering away with uh, – with news and recruiting kind of forecasts and predictions. And I, I honestly don't think it's going to slow down until probably about the time 4th of July comes around. Do you, I, I just, I just, first of all, just kind of wondered, I think they have 14 commits this month. Do you remember a month like this? Mm-hmm. And, and if so, is it, I mean, it's June that month or, or, or has Nebraska had like busy Junes before? I just, uh, to me, just trying to think about it. That's a mm-hmm. lot of commits in one month. Well, and so Sean, Sean Callahan and I and Steve Sipple, we were kind of talking about this as they were on their way out to Ainsworth, uh, you know, a couple of days ago before Carter announced his commitment yesterday. And they were like, so do you like, is this like a typical thing? I said, well, look, I go, you, you, you really had the start of like the earlier signing period in December, you know, about five, six, seven years ago where, you know, things have started to kind of continued to move left and then you started to pick up those earlier uh visits you know in the in the summertime um and and then basically what happened was is that schools were kind of treating the month of june as like the big official visit month schools were trying to be like 85 90 95 percent of the way complete with their class by the time you know middle of july to end of july kind of came around and then you were kind of doing like the finishing touches you 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 kind of had, you know, well, you'd bring in some guys that maybe, you know, were in-state kids and, you know, maybe some guys that had committed earlier on and couldn't couldn't visit during the month of June. Like, you know, like Willis McGay, he kind of fits that bill a little bit. Uh, and Nebraska knows about a couple of guys potentially that will visit in the month of September. But realistically, this has been a trend, you know, um, that, that goes back now a, a, a couple, three years where – Schools are trying to wrap up, you know, recruiting by the 
earliest month of June, you know, probably more like the month of July and, you know, 80, 85, 90% of the, of the schools then are, are, are have those, or those schools then will have 85, 90, 90% of their, their, their classes already done. And then they can get focused on, you know, fall camp and really, I mean, there's, and look, recruiting now, re- recruiting means not just going after guys that are currently in high school or junior college or whatever. There's also like recruiting retention mm-hmm. and you have to recruit, you have to re-recruit your own roster. Um, so there's, there's definitely some things that are, that are changing and evolving every single year. But I, I, I think that this is the busiest month. I think that this is absolutely the most commitments that Nebraska's ever had by this point, you know, ever. Um, and you know, they may not be done necessarily. There's a, there's a, there's a commitment, you know, announcement tonight. I think that there's a couple guys that we could bring up, you know, that will be announcing commitments here in the next week or so. Um, this class has gone from maybe what I thought would be like 18, maybe 19 guys not getting to 20. We're at 21 now, I think. Um, so it's, it, it, look, I, I think that, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that are continually evolving here, even as like we're going through this, uh, this year itself. Well, just with the, the final statement too, I, I was kind of wondering and, and kind of thought about this earlier, because if they do add a few more, you just start to wonder, we thought that the kind of over-signing thing was uh, a year one thing. Does it look like right. that will continue? Or, I mean, do you, do you expect Nebraska to finish with like 25, 26 guys in this class? I think what you're going to see, um, and, it, and it may it may be what like Matt Rule kind of easing into that more comfortable chair that he, you know, commented about that before, like in that February time frame time frame that we won't do this again this is a year one thing where we're, we're doing a stopgap thing whatever well here you are it's it's june 29th you're you're at 21 commitments you, you probably stand to get a couple three more i i think what you're going to start seeing more and more around the country is our schools going to 25 and then just understanding that you know that that gets you to a hundred over a four-year deal and your in your and your scholarship cap is at 85 you would then lose somewhere between three to four players more like four players every single year to either some sort of medical retirement transferring out etc that that should kind of be the built-in attrition that that people should kind of expect from year to year to year what what this doesn't do and what this doesn't really then um, kind of uh, capture is it doesn't really kind of lend itself then to the portal trans the portal transfers. Um, so you you still have to you have another number that you have to kind of manage you know that goes directly to the eighty five now and the and the twenty five kind of more now is is a more insignificant number. So really what you should do is you should really just you should really just save yourself. You're you're really going towards that eighty five number. And you kind of anticipate that that number is about 25 players per year for both the, the, the signing class and the portal transfer group. And then kind of anticipate you have those, that three to four to five guys on an annual basis that, that will be finding your way off of your roster, off that 85 list. Hmm. Uh, big news this morning. Of course, we'll get to the big news yesterday as well as, I mean, people were, were really excited about that, but, um, first quickly one that Nebraska didn't win here and Caleb Pye from committing, uh, to Illinois, um, you know, Nebraska done such a good job at, at, at locking the borders, getting a lot of people in state. Does this hurt that sentiment at all? Well, obviously, you know, Nebraska is a, uh, a team that was clearly interested in Caleb Pye from, um, 
I think it's always great that, you know, I, I talked to Caleb about this the other night. Uh, I think it's amazing when guys get a chance to go on and, and continue to pursue their dreams and whether it's in Lincoln or it's someplace else. And, and he's, he's a hundred percent happy with what's happening with him. He agreed with what we, we were talking about. Uh, I, I think Nebraska, honestly, it got to a point where I think Nebraska is really sitting on three interior offensive linemen with, with Pyle and Peters and Davison. And they're really looking more truly for, you know, some offensive tackles. I, I think that in their eyes, when they saw Pyfram, they didn't see a Big Ten offensive tackle. They see more a guy with Pyfram as a guy that was going to play interior. Mm. And unfortunately for that, I, I think that they had kind of just been hitting against that number. Um, but I, I think that this demonstrates, you know, that you, you, you really have to kind of want to step up and take grab that spot when it's available if you want it or if you choose to kind of go out there and, and continue to try to, you know, look around and evaluate, there is an ability to lose it. I mean, look at look at who Nebraska offered, you know, through the summer camp process. Pyle was a guy that was that was offered very early on in the, in the, in the, in the year committed, you know, earlier on, like in April. Um, but then he picked up Jake Peter, Peter, uh, Peters, excuse me, and, and Landon Davidson. Um, those are guys that came in during summer camp uh, time. So, I mean, we knew about Davidson, you know, even before that too, but Jake Peters was pretty much off the radar, but that's a, they're both excellent players, both very, you know, very much in interior offensive linemen as well. I just think that, now that we're, we're, we're things kind of sat at, it was more like we're, we've got our three guys in the interior. Um, they need to hope that like, they maybe get like a Caden Massey tonight, a Grant Bricks eventually, uh, a Naku Mafi who's coming in in September or Samisi Tonga uh, who's also coming in, in, uh, in, in, uh, in September with him. So I, I just, I think that there's kind of a, kind of a point here where we're, you know, you're, Nebraska's hitting up against some limits, you know, when it comes to their class. We're speaking with Brian Munson on three Huster online and, and Brian, as Bach was mentioning some big news coming out of tiny Ainsworth, Nebraska yesterday with Carter Nelson committing to Nebraska. How, how big is, is getting Carter Nelson to stay with Nebraska um, after, you know, losing Dylan Riola to Georgia and, and seeing, uh, Carter go down to Georgia, visit with Dylan and, and go to Notre Dame and all these other places, get these offers. Nick Saban's in town for a state track meet and and fighting off all of those schools for the, the eight man tight end quarterback receiver, do it all guy. It, it's huge. Um, for all the reasons that you just mentioned, it, it shows that Nebraska won out. Um, I think it's also even like more than just like, you know, the, the, the comparison sake and who Nebraska beat, it's another in-state guy that's that's deciding to kind of that's deciding to stay home. I, I wrote my three and out on um, Tuesday night, and I had a section of 2025 players. You know, the two guys that are already committed in the 2025 class are two of the three guys in Nebraska's already offered for in-state players next year, with with Vermont and Terry. So, I think what you're seeing here a little bit is you're going to start to see these kind of more a little bit more accelerated you know, uh, hopefully in-state commitments, guys that Nebraska just simply needs to get in the class, the guys that are, that are, that are from the state of Nebraska. Um, and I think that obviously with Nelson, you know, you get a different player. I mean, this is a, this is a truly great athlete. I, I think that people would, 
would, you know, honestly, probably if they want to compare his sophomore track times and, and jumps and, and, and all sorts of stuff to, to how he did as a junior, this is still a guy that's a little dinged up from that ankle injury. I think that that's very, that's very clear. But I mean, he's also a guy that's in the pictures that he showed from his official visit weekend. This guy is incredibly cut. He's in fantastic shape right now. And he's actually heavier than what it was what he was when he was kind of when I saw him in February. He's 220 pounds right now. Mm. Um, so this is a very significant get. I think Nebraska understands how great he is athletically, what he could mean to that offense. But they also know what he is, and that is that he's not a he's not an inline guy. He's not a put his hand in the dirt guy yet. But he is certainly, you know, that guy that they can put out there and run him in a slot and and have all these incredible mismatches with him, you know, kind of as that that flex style tight end, you know, uh, and and you also have that ability to to slide him out and maybe play more of a, a jumbo X. I mean, that's which is really what he did at Ainsworth more than more than just like kind of even like the hybrid flex style Y. I mean, so he's. He has some things I think that Coach Satterfield and Coach Rule and, and even Coach McGuire are going to sit down and talk about, you know, how how he fits when it comes to, you know, field position, how he fits when, you know, to, to get great ma- uh, mismatches, how he can kind of open things up for even other guys that are on the roster. Um, he is a, this is really one of those one of those guys that Nebraska had to get. Uh, I credit here again, Daniel Kalen. I think Daniel Kalen played a significant role uh, in making sure that, you know, they kept uh, Carter Nelson home. So big get for Matt Rule, big get for Daniel Kalen. And you just mentioned him, Daniel Kalen. That was going to be my next question is how big of a peer recruiter has he been with not only Carter Nelson, but with his wide receiver duo and and Davon Hall and Isaiah McMorrison, just uh, having him go to the Elite 11 camp, be named a finalist and and everything that he's been doing, uh, getting out there, having your quarterback in the class and doing the peer recruiting. How massive has he been? Uh, Huge. I don't think we... um... I, I know I wasn't planning on us, you know, having having these conversations about this, you know, a month later. But I also felt like he was the kind of guy that was going to surprise some people at Elite Eleven. He has um, an incredible mentality when it comes to playing the, the position. But I think that there's also a guy that you know is committed to an SEC uh, neighbors neighbors border school um, and understood the value. Uh, of of being an in-state kid, you know, jumping under the class. And I think that that's kind of the, the, the flag that he has picked up and he continues to carry. And I think that that's a guy that they can still kind of count on, you know, uh, even after he gets to Lincoln and, and he's a, and he's a player and they need a guy to kind of help out with hosting some people. I think that that's a guy that they can, they can really depend on. He, he understands the value of it. He understands, he understands the, 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 being born there, being born into being a Nebraska Cornhusker fan, you know, being from the state of Nebraska, how important that is, you know, and following that dream. So I think Daniel Kalen uh, really deserves a lot of credit for how things have kind of come together in the month of June. When I saw him in one of his latest tweets too, uh, 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 um, maybe helping or, or, or helping to promote Caden Massey's announcement tonight, um, six, eight, uh, number one ranked player out of Kansas, according to plenty of, uh, of recruiting services. Um, what's Nebraska's shot there? I know Kansas state's pretty high on his board and, and, you know, they've got a lot of momentum in that program. Do you think Nebraska's got a shot tonight with the, with the behemoth, probably an outside uh, a tackle, like you were saying, maybe one of the outside offensive linemen they'll be looking for. Yeah. I, 
you know, Caden is playing this thing very, very close to the vest. Um, he is tough to get a read on. I mean, yesterday afternoon, yesterday night, uh, uh, actually even in the evening by about 5.30 or so, I don't think any recruiting service had any predictions in for him at all. In fact, I was getting I was getting pressure to comment and uh, give some takes on, you know, whether or not Nebraska really was the front runner because there were a lot of K-State uh, publishers that were kind of shaking in their boots a little bit. They all kind of felt like he was headed to Nebraska. I have I have not felt that way. I have felt like Kansas State was has been you know the front runner for him for a while i felt like the nebraska uh official visit moved the needle somewhat but i always kind of felt like he was going to be very difficult to get out of the state and i didn't know if it was going to be to kansas state or kansas i i think nebraska comes in second and i think ou is a very close third i i, I just feel like that this is a guy that's going to end up staying home he's going to go to manhattan uh, and he'll be a wildcat. And unfortunately for Nebraska, that does stink a little bit because uh, he's really one of two remaining offensive tackles, I think, that are out there. Grant Bricks, another. So I think the one thing that, that is important that you need to take a look at, you need to go back and look at how the composition now of Kansas State's class and, and understand that there is some relationship here now that you need to need to kind of like the factors that are at play. Now, either Grant Bricks is an interior offensive lineman or he's an offensive tackle, but both guys, you know, are being considered by Kansas State. Kansas State's very high on the board for both of those guys. So you need to kind of go back and figure out, like, I think that Massey would make the third offensive tackle into the class for Kansas State. Does that mean then that there's enough room to grab Grant Bricks? Or does Grant Bricks now no longer have a home uh, in the Kansas State class, so it's hmm. it's kind of interesting. And I actually, actually, to kind of kind of uh, drop this here a little bit, I did put in a prediction for uh, for Grant Bricks to Nebraska today. Oh, okay. So I, I I'm feeling a little bit more optimistic based on a couple of things that happened uh, in the last 12, 24 hours. Okay, so maybe that's the, the next name to look out for. Uh, we know you're very busy. We've probably taken up uh, more of your time than than you wanted, but uh, we're, we're selfish, and we and we love you, Brian. So uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us once again, Brian Munson, Husker Online, and on three. We enjoy it every week. Have a safe fourth, guys. We'll talk to you soon. All right, you too. Uh, sounds good. All right, there goes Brian Munson of Husker Online in on three. Nice little nugget there at the end, and, and we'll continue. You know, it was, it was nice back when, like, the top play in Kansas – it was just kind of obvious. You, you go to Nebraska. You know, yeah, you were like, all right. Area school. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, all right, best player in Kansas, come on up. You're not going to Kansas State or Kansas. Yeah, why would and now, you? And now it's like, okay, well, Kansas State's really good. Kansas is on the up and up. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but yeah. um, Nebraska gonna fighting for it. We'll yeah. see what happens. We'll see. It's always interesting in the world of recruiting. Omar Hales did just tweet out the fireworks. Oh. I don't know what it means. Interesting. Well, I know what it means. I just don't know who yeah, it means. It means somebody. Uh, so we'll troll track that as well. All right, we'll take a quick break here on the Ticket Water Cooler, uh, and we'll be back with the crossover. Nick Sander coming in studio, coming up next here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.